0: canto three of the rape of the lock by alexander pope this librivox recording is in the public domain close by those meads for ever crowned with flowers where thames with pride surveys his rising towers there stands a structure of majestic frame which from the neighbouring hampton takes its name here Britain's statesman off the fall for doom of foreign tyrants and of nymphs at home here thou great anna whom three realms obey dost sometimes counsel take and sometimes tea hither the heroes and the nymphs resort to taste a while the pleasures of a court in various talk the instructive hours they passed who gave the ball or paid the visit last one speaks the glory of the british queen and one describes a charming indian screen a third interprets motions looks and eyes at every word a reputation dies snuff or the fan supply each pause of chat with singing laughing ogling and all that meanwhile declining from the noon of day the sun obliquely shoots his burning ray the hungry judges soon the sentence sign and wretches hang that jurymen may dine the merchant from the exchange returns in peace and the long labours of the toilet cease belinda now whom thirst of fame invites burns to encounter two adventurous knights at omber singly to decide their doom and swells her breast with conquests yet to come. Straight the three bands prepare in arms to join, each band the number of the sacred nine. Soon as she spreads her hand the ethereal guard descend and sit on each important card. First Ariel perched upon a matador, then each according to the rank they bore for sylphs yet mindful of their ancient race are as when women wondrous fond of place behold four kings in majesty revered with hoary whiskers and a forky beard and four fair queens whose hands sustain a flower the expressive emblem of their softer power four knaves in garb succinct a trusty band caps on their heads and halberts in their hand and party-colored troops a shining train draw forth to combat on the velvet plain the skilful nymph reviews her force with care let spades be trumps she said and trumps they were now move to war her sable matadors in show like leaders of the swarthy moors spadillo first unconquerable lord led off two captive trumps and swept the board as many more manilio forced to yield and marched a victor from the verdant field him basto followed but his fate more hard gained but one trump and one plebeian card with his broad sabre next a chief in years the hoary majesty of spades appears puts forth one manly leg to sight revealed the rest his many-colored robe concealed the rebel knave who dares his prince engage proves the just victim of his royal rage even mighty pam that kings and queens o'erthrew and mowed down armies in the fights of loo sad chance of war now destitute of aid falls undistinguished by the victor's spade. Thus far both armies to Belinda yield, now to the barren fate inclines the field. His warlike Amazon her host invades, the imperial consort of the crown of spades. The club's black tyrant first her victim died, spite of his haughty mane and barbarous pride boots the regal circle on his head his giant limbs in state unwieldy spread that long behind he trails his pompous robe and of all monarchs only grasps the globe the baron now his diamonds pour apace the embroidered king who shows but half his face and his refulgent queen with powers combined of broken troops in easy conquest find. Clubs, diamonds, hearts, in wild disorder seen, with throngs promiscuous, strew the level green. Thus when dispersed a routed army runs, of Asia's troops and Afric's sable sons. With like confusion different nations fly, of various habit and of various dye the pierced battalions disunited fall in heaps on heaps one fate o'erwhelms them all the knave of diamonds tries his wily arts and wins o shameful chance the queen of hearts at this the blood the virgin's cheek forsook a livid paleness spreads o'er all her look she sees and trembles at the approaching ill just in the jaws of ruin and codile and now as oft in some distempered state on one nice trick depends the general fate an ace of hearts steps forth the king unseen lurked in her hand and mourned his captive queen he springs to vengeance with an eager pace and falls like thunder on the prostrate ace The nymph exulting fills with shouts the sky, The walls, the woods, and long canals reply. O thoughtless mortals, ever blind to fate, Too soon dejected and too soon elate! Sudden these honors shall be snatched away, And cursed for ever this victorious day. For, lo, the board with cups and spoons is crowned, The berries crackle and the mill turns round. On shining altars of Japan they raise. The silver lamp, the fiery spirits blaze. From silver spouts the grateful liquors glide, While China's earth receives the smoking tide. At once they gratify their scent and taste, And frequent cups prolong the rich repast straight hover round the fair her airy bank some as she sipped the fuming liquor fanned some o'er her lap their careful plumes displayed trembling and conscious of the rich brocade coffee which makes the politician wise and see through all things with his half-shut eyes sent up in vapours to the baron's brain new stratagems the radiant lock to gain. Ah, cease, rash youth! Desist ere tis too late! Fear the just gods and think of Scylla's fate! Changed to a bird and sent to flit in air, she dearly pays for Nisus's injured hair. But when to mischief mortals bend their will, how soon they find fit instruments of ill! Just then. Clarissa drew, with tempting grace, a 2 edged weapon from her shining case. So ladies in romance assist their knight, present the spear and arm him for the fight. He takes the gift with reverence, and extends the little engine on his fingers' ends. This just behind Belinda's neck he spread, as o'er the fragment steams she bends her head. Swift to the lock a thousand sprites repair. A thousand wings by turns blow back the hair. And thrice they twitched the diamond in her ear. Thrice she looked back, and thrice the foe drew near. Just at that instant anxious Ariel sought the close recesses of the virgin's thought. As on the nosegay in her breast reclined, he watched the ideas rising in her mind sudden he viewed in spite of all her art an earthly lover lurking at her heart amazed confused he found his power expired resigned to fate and with a sigh retired the pier now spreads the glittering forfex wide to enclose the lock now joins it to divide even then before the fatal engine closed a wretched sylph too fondly interposed fate urged the shears and cut the sylph in twain but airy substance soon unites again the meeting points the sacred hair dissever from the fair head for ever and for ever then flash the living lightning from her eyes and screams of horror rend the affrighted skies not louder shrieks to pitying heaven are cast when husbands or when lap-dogs breathe their last or when rich china vessels fallen from high in glittering dust and painted fragments lie let wreaths of triumph now my temples twine the victor cried the glorious prize is mine, while fish in streams or birds delight in air, or in a coach and six the British fair, as long as Atlantis shall be red, or the small pillow grace a lady's bed, while visits shall be paid on solemn days when numerous wax lights in bright order blaze, while nymphs take treats or assignations give. So long my honor, name, and praise shall live. What time would spare from steel receives its date, And monuments like men submit to fate? Steel could the labor of the gods destroy, And strike to dust the imperial towers of Troy. Steel could the works of mortal pride confound, And hew triumphal arches to the ground. What wonder then, fair nymph, thy hair should feel the conquering force of unresisted steel End of Canto three Recording by Rhonda Fetterman